So what would you say we're doing right now? What's, what, are, <laughs> what is your understanding of, of our goal? Well, I think we're getting to know one another, but whilst recording <laughs> and, uh, and profiling one another for our first piece. So we can kind of use this, this interview, if you will, to compile our first awesome episode of Brave Little State. Yeah, I think Angela kind of set us up. From Vermont Public Radio, this is Brave Little State. I'm Angela Evansy. Here on the show, we answer your questions about Vermont because we want our journalism to be more inclusive, more transparent, and more fun. Normally, you hear a mixture of VPR reporters on Brave Little State, and that's not going to change. But you'll also be hearing a lot from our new producers, Myra Flynn and Josh Crane. I could simply tell you that Josh and Myra are incredibly talented, amazing people, because it's true. But we journalists like to show, not tell. So today, these two are going to introduce one another to all of you, so you can hear for yourselves how excellent they are and get excited for what's to come here on BLS. We have support from VPR's sustaining members. Welcome. Thanks to Vita for their support of Brave Little State. Since 1974, Vita has helped Vermont businesses grow and thrive. From agriculture to energy, startups to family companies. Find solutions that fit your business. Visit VEDA.org to start your next chapter today. And Sunset Lake CBD, a farmer-owned business crafting CBD products right here in Vermont. Learn more about their sustainable farming practices, delivery options, and how to support local farmers at sunsetlakecbd.com. Okay, very quickly, before I take a back seat, Myra and Josh have job titles here at VPR that have never existed before. They are both engagement producers. What does that mean exactly? To me, engagement journalism is not about getting the most retweets or, you know, likes on Twitter. Um, it is really about developing a relationship with listeners as journalists. So opening up our reporting process and finding creative ways to include the communities that we're supposed to be serving and connecting with people who uh, VPR has not traditionally connected with. Yeah, all of what you said so beautifully and also, you know, this is tape from a conversation between Josh and Myra. They recorded it shortly after they started, and it's going to form the basis for this episode. And I must say, it warms my heart. Um, you know, crowdsourcing has become this uh, this beautiful thing that has entered art. And so I'm so excited to see it enter journalism because I like that it removes this distance between the reporter and our audience members or our community members or our member members, right? So that they feel like they can have more direct access to us. So uh, I'm so excited to figure out ways to get to know you all. So that's a bit about how Myra and Josh are going to approach their work here on the show and in the VPR newsroom. But who are they? It was something they were each wondering about one another when they started here just over a month ago. Myra takes it from here. I'll be honest. My report cards dating back to third grade always came back with the same criticism. 
Myra does not work well in groups. So I was eager to find out who this new fellow engagement producer would be. I knew they would have to be someone special, especially tolerant of my harebrained ideas, some of which come in the form of dreams, my desire to incorporate music into pretty much everything, and my unrelenting quest to making sure that we as reporters, Brave Little State, and VPR are actively working to uphold our diversity statement, which includes this language. VPR seeks to reflect the diversity of the communities we serve in our content, board, and staff. We strive to foster an environment of inclusion where a variety of voices are heard. And might I say, as far as teammates go, I struck gold with Josh Crane. I've learned some beautifully intimate things about Josh in the brief amount of time we have worked together, like his name and the story behind it. Yeah, so I initially met you as Josh Schwartz. Am I pronouncing that correctly? I'll be honest, it's a really kind of impossible name to say correctly because Josh ends with a sh sound and Swartz does not have a sh sound. And so saying Josh Swartz, you almost have to pause in the middle. So I, don't, I never hold it against anyone. But difficulty with name pronunciation is not why Josh changed his name. It turns out the reason for the name change is love. Love for his longtime partner and now wife, Sophie, whom I have yet to meet but feel like I somehow already know, and also for the Adirondacks in northern New York, the place where Sophie was born, where she and Josh officially tied the knot last fall, and where Josh happened to be when we recorded this conversation. When Sophie and I got married, we decided to take Crane as our last name jointly. Uh, Crane is her middle name, um, and she is named after Crane Mountain, which is, if I like moved two feet to my right, I would be able to see it peeking out of the window. Um, it's where we got married, and um, it kind of represents this place, which is very meaningful to both of us. And we always wanted to kind of ground our family in a physical place. We thought it was a really kind of nice way to mark this new chapter in our life. And so Crane is the name we kind of announced that we would be taking when we got married. I'm really excited about it. I, I, I love my new name. And uh, that's the story. Josh, that is a fantastic story. I was so not expecting you to be such a sweet romantic. I'm actually getting kind of teary. Um, <laughs> that, I think that's fantastic. And how how uh, atypical to create a name together. I, I That's a really good reaction. Our entire family has been really supportive. Sophie's grandmother, um, we told her and she was like, that's a bird's name. Like, Why are you doing that? <laughs> And we were like, that's true. Um, it also has these other meanings. So, you know, all things can be true. And while we're speaking our truths, another of those is that Josh and I are pretty different people. Previous to joining me at VPR, he worked at WBUR, an NPR member station in Boston, and produced a number of award-winning podcasts and audio documentaries. I, on the other hand, am new to public radio. I spent the last 15 years in the music industry. And that's not all. Josh loves lunch, whereas I forget to eat it almost daily. I mean, my favorite lunch, maybe this is weird, but my favorite lunch is to have leftovers because I like 
dinner food typically, um, but I'll eat it at any, any time of day. So I'm a big I'm a big leftovers person. But despite these differences, I'm realizing Josh and I have quite a bit in common when it comes to the important stuff, like allyship, listening, and a shared fearlessness in our work at VPR. Let's just talk about it. Josh is white. Yes, I am. And since all of you BLS listeners cannot see me right now, I should note for context that I am not. I am a black identifying biracial woman. But we're talking about Josh right now. More on me later. In my professional experience, white men have traditionally not been the people um, stepping up to really do the work of diversity, equity, inclusion. And I think in part that comes from a place of fear of making a mistake and being called out. How I approach these issues is that I need to use the privilege that I have and the platform that I have to elevate the voices of others and to you know, be willing to kind of get down and dirty and, and do the work um, when it might be more emotionally taxing or otherwise taxing for other people to do the work. I think it's safe to say that group work has changed since the third grade. And speaking of safe, I feel very safe with Josh. I actually really look forward to seeing him daily as we dive into some of this work he talks about here. I especially loved what you said about being willing to be called out or be wrong and not being afraid of that. And since we'll be engaging with the community, I imagine we'll be getting called out, both of us, quite often. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Bring it on. Bring it on. You heard the man. Vermont? We're here, here to engage, here to make an impact, and here to listen. Bring it on. When we come back, we hear from Josh about Myra. What do you want to know? Are, do you do you want to know um, anything about how much you're going to enjoy me or how fabulous I actually am on the daily? Things like that. You know, believe it or not, Myra, I do feel confident that I already know those things. So I'm going to ask you other things. Um, and other things I did ask, which we'll get to in a minute. But I'd actually started to get to know Myra weeks earlier, right after I'd found out she was to be the other new engagement producer at VPR. No, I didn't call her up and say hi and tell her how excited I was to work with her. Instead, I did what any self-respecting journalist would do. I spent the next few hours going down a Google rabbit hole, arming myself with as much information about my coworker-to-be as the internet had to offer. It sounded kind of like this. All right, who is Myra Flynn? Okay, she's from Vermont. Oh, she had a baby recently. Myra does not know how to whistle. She likes Instagram. Singer-songwriter Myra okay, Flynn. Musician. Oh, she's like legit rock star. Okay. Whoa. She has a wine named after her. Myra, I feel like I already know you. Thank you. 
And look, let me just spoil the surprise now for all of you keyboard warriors. I am not a professional recording artist, nor do I have a line named after me, though I can whistle. But if you get the Brave Little State newsletter, maybe you've already seen my picture next to Myra's. And even at a quick glance, you can get a good sense of our other differences. Yes, I'm a white man and Myra is a black woman. Also in my photo, I'm posing the only way I know how, by cheesing, hardcore, full-on dorky smile. In Myra's photo, she has her arms crossed like a badass, and she's serving up some true blue steel I'm a cool mother effer vibes. I'm wearing a blue button-up shirt. Myra's wearing what I can only describe as a fluffy pink robe. So fast forward to right now. I've talked to Myra a lot and worked with her for a minute, and here's what I've learned. Myra backs up her very cool headshots with an infectious warmth and really strong sense of purpose. She has a beautiful baby daughter who often wears a onesie covered in pineapples. Myra's a big fan of Joni Mitchell and a glass of wine on Friday afternoon, maybe of the Flynn variety. And she's also pretty funny. But you can take her word for it. I think I'm really funny. I also learned that Myra really loves to surprise people. And so her recent cross-country move back to her home state of Vermont was a golden opportunity. We moved here from Los Angeles. Uh, it's coming up on like a month now we've been here. We didn't tell anyone. We didn't tell my family. We didn't tell my friends. Kind of came up as a bit of a prank because nobody believed that we were really here um, until they saw our stuff, you know, physically in the house. What do you mean? We live here now. We live here. Wait. Forever? Yeah. What? We have been lying. Something else I learned about Myra is that her name, like mine, comes with a story. I'm so proud of where my name comes from. I'm named after my grandmother, Myra, and she has passed. But she was um, such a, you know, a spirit, a spirit creature to me. Mathis is my middle name. That was my mother's maiden name. And I believe I've traced it back to um, some roots in, in slavery in Alabama, um, which is where my grandmother was from. So I think some of the things that can be really important to know about African-American names and history is that there's only so far back that we can trace them because we don't know what our names were previous to slavery. So most of the time we hit a dead end. And then my last name, Flynn, is just super Irish. My father is Irish. All of He's got nine brothers and sisters, and they're all named like Johnny, Tammy, Teresa, Timmy, you know, all of these Irish names, big family. Myra says she loves the amalgamation of cultures and histories her name represents. Her family means a lot to her, which is part of the reason she moved back to Vermont. And while most people know Myra Flynn, the highly acclaimed singer-songwriter, her musical journey can be traced back to her childhood in Vermont. I started classical piano lessons at the age of four. I remember because I broke my wrist on the monkey bars and my parents still made me go to my first lesson. <laughs> so I, I started one-handed piano lessons at the age of four. And you know how most kids try to quit? I didn't. 
Uh, and you know what's really great about being on your own as an only child in rural Vermont is nobody is there for comparison. So you never doubt your your own abilities or your own confidence. And one of the reasons Myra loves making music is actually closely related to something that drew her to join VPR. As Nina Simone once said, an artist's responsibility is to reflect the times. And now, in this role, I get to reflect not only our times, but our people, our direct community. And I hope to do that justice. I hope to serve well uh, everyone that we are in contact with, everyone we touch. And I also hope to serve those who are underserved. Well, Myra, I am I'm really, really excited to work with you. There's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I am really excited to work with you, to collaborate with you, to learn from you. And I think we have a lot of very exciting things ahead of us. Yes, Josh, I am so excited to work with you. Definitely to learn from you. I'll see you around the Zoom office. All right. See you there. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And thanks to Josh and Myra for being up for this special meet and greet episode. You'll be hearing lots more from both of them in the future. If you have a question about Vermont that you want our team to answer, ask it at bravelittlestate.org. While you're there, you can sign up for the BLS newsletter and vote on the question you want us to tackle next. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at BraveStateVT. This episode was produced by Myra Flynn and Josh Crane with sound design by Josh Crane. Ty Gibbons composed our theme music, other music by Blue Dot Sessions, and Myra Flynn, whose tunes you may also hear in future episodes. Brave Little State is a production of Vermont Public Radio. If you're a fan of the show, you can make a gift at bravelittlestate.org slash donate, or just tell your friends to listen. I'm Angela Evansy. We will be back soon with more people-powered Vermont storytelling. Until then, remember, be brave, ask questions.